Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Eurowatch, the most definitive show on the European Championships coming up to you this summer. Um, on today's episode, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the German national team, you know, uh, one of the most foremost uh, teams in this championship. Why is there a problem with their manager? Who could be on the cusp of breaking through for the national team for the first time? Who's doing well? Who isn't? We're going to talk about the mineshaft, so get strapped in. As always, I am joined by my brilliant, brilliant host, Alex Barker. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. It's weird being the the one who's introduced. Obviously, usually it's me. So usually it's me who does this. So it's weird being on the other end. I like it. You can do it every time now. It's more fun. <laughs> we like we like changing it up. You know, giving uh, giving the listener something uh, unexpected in the beginning. But talking about unexpected, you know. We're talking about the German national team, and we talked about them the last time when uh, Get German Football News' Tom Fenton joined us on the podcast. And Alex, how how different do you think the situation is for Germany? Is it graver? Is it better? What's your take? Well, I think it's... You know what? It's a bit weird. I think it's a bit less dramatic, because when we spoke about it, it was very much like, how long has Jürgen Lowe got left? This is going to be an apocalypse of the Euros. And I don't think that mood's there now. Obviously, things have died down a bit. But I am looking... I've been looking at some of their players, and not many... There's a, there's a couple that have picked up in form. And I think... But then, I think there's a lot that have really gone down. I've really seen their stock drop in recent months, which I think will play well into some of the players you're going to propose to say who could break into the team. But, um, yeah, it's been a bit weird, in my opinion, for Germany. Yeah, you make an interesting point about uh, the, the news of that going off the boil so people aren't really concentrating on them but uh given a couple of the points we had discussed with tom in our last pod we had talked about the problems germany's facing and the problems they could still face and with all of that into consideration i wanted to start from a little bit of a left field um uh shout is maximilian arnold right for the german national team oh that's, so, that's a nice so we had talked a little bit about Wolfsburg, if um, listeners remember, on our last um, on our last uh, podcast, and we had talked about their defense and how good they are um, in uh, in defense and how they've been performing much better, the, kind of getting the Wolfsburg of the old. Um, and Maximilian Arnold has been one of the elder statesmen. He's been there. He's seen the team through. Cup final victories, near relegations, losing five nil to Hoffenheim. You know, he, he he sort of he sort of been there through it all. And as 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 a lot of people know, um, you know, Germany, the national team, Jugilov, he has his favorites, and he doesn't deviate too far from those favorites. However, depending on who you talk to, Germany's midfield could be the most stacked or the most glaring position that they have. Uh, so they have Joshua Kimmich. Uh, uh, Ilkay Gundogan, uh, Tony Cruz, and the likes of uh, Leon Goretzka. Strong, strong midfield. But there is very hardly one person who's just going to like take the game from the scruff of the neck. Uh, now, Alex, um, what do you think about Maximilian? I know you intermittently uh, you know, uh, watch uh, Wolfsburg or follow them. What do you think about this? Yeah, I actually really like Arnold. I think, and for context as well, because you do... You do mention, and he's been around for a while. It feels like he's been around for ages. He's always been a, a player who's got a 90-rate potential on FIFA. But he's 26 at the moment. He's really headed into his prime. 
And I think this season he's definitely gone up a notch. I don't, I'm not, he's only 26. I, I believe, like he's yeah, I know. I believe he is 26. And I don't think he's, his goal contributions really... Um, they're, they're like a fluent of that. So he does play in sort of centre midfield. And yeah, three goals, five assists is is okay for a centre midfielder. But I th- it's a good point you bring up about Germany's midfielders. I think players like Kroos, players like Goretzka and Kimmich, they're really good all-rounders. But uh, Arnold is really strong in the final third of Wolfsburg. And he, he, will, he can play sort of defensive midfield, centre mid or attacking. And, I and think, you need that kind of squad player when you reach an international tournament. Yeah, and I, I think he... Um, oh, he has. Uh, as well, there's like Mohamed Dahoud or Mahmoud Dahoud, Florian Neuhaus. I think these are good players, but I don't... I think Arnold's done arguably more to justify a spot in the... Uh, in the, uh, in At least like a injury replacement for one of Cruz, Goretzka or Gundogan. So I, I think he should be definitely looked at. But um, is there anyone, anyone else you... You had as well. Who should be breaking in? It should be breaking in. Um, now this is for the um, English fans who are waiting with bated breath. Uh, you might have noticed in uh, uh, Bayern's latest Champions League fixture. Who do they face, Alex? Lazio. And you would have noticed a certain young number ten, Jamal Musiala, who was doing absolute bits in the you know the apex of the attack, like right at the central attacking midfield position. He has now chosen to represent the German national team. And that is huge news because uh, he was being co- coveted by both nations. And he's, he's just someone who's a f- full bag of tricks. He's a special talent. And uh, as someone who's had a fondness for the English national team for a very, very long time, you know, I would have, I would have loved to see someone like him. I would have loved to see yeah, someone like him I've, in the English national team. I really, I really like Musiala. I've watched him a number of times at Bayern Munich, and sometimes Bayern could be quite slow and quite monotonous. And mm. Musiala's often provided a lot of inspiration recently, where, like, especially against Lazio, and I, I, I might be against Leipzig as well. Another team like that, he comes on and he just provides this energy that some uh, when Serge Gnabry is having a little bit of a down season this year, when Sane was really struggling at the start of the year, Musiala's mm. been. I, I've really, I, he's looked really promising. It's a big miss for England. If anyone doesn't really know too much, they've just seen him in the news. That he's he's like an attacking midfielder in a similar mould to Phil Foden. He's just really um, good yeah. in the final third, but he does have the capability to drop back a little bit. Really well all rounded talent who's been like there's not it's not often that a young talent gets straight into the Bayern Munich side. They do tend to and rely scores. on yeah they do and score so often, but. It, it, it's I think, really promising. I think the real irony to all of this is that Musiala choosing Germany over England isn't the biggest loss for England right now because England have reached this veritable, I don't know how they've done it, this golden age of creative central midfielders, a position they've been starved at for years and years and years. And now you have James Madison, Jack Relish, Phil Foden, Jaden Sancho, and even I'll, I'll take far left shot, um, Mason Greenwood, these creative attacking minded players who are all 24 and under. Mm. And you think you add Musiala to that, he's like, yeah, where is he going to fit in in the hierarchy? But it, it, it was just a little sad because he'd played for England's under 21s, you know, ever since he was age seven, he lived in England, <laughs> speaks a bit like an English player, but. Um, 
you know, he was in the Chelsea Academy as well. And he left at age 16 to join Bayern Munich. And for a young English player to make that decision at age 16, I think shows phenomenal confidence in yeah. his skills. I mean, we've we've only seen now with the likes of Reese Nelson, Jaden Sancho, uh, Jude Bellingham of English players going overseas. It's not something you always saw, but seeing seeing someone do that at such an early age, and then you know, even if he doesn't make it through to the Bayern first team like in the years right now, if Musiala can really make an impression right now, he'll stay in the Bundesliga. He'll keep playing in the Bundesliga, and I think that'll be that'll do. Wonders hmm. for his I think, though, I was just to move it on a little. I was gonna because I've been looking at the German team, and I I would like to get on in a, in a minute to some players who I think have dropped down. But we were talking about Bayern Munich, and I think one player is actually going to be really key for Germany in the summer is uh, Leroy Sane. He's he he started the season a little. Uh, he struggled a little bit just before the winter break, actually, for uh, for Bayern. Yeah, I remember your tweets, Alex. He, he was <laughs> being quite being quite surgically critical of Leroy Sane. He, he wasn't really affecting the game much, and his passes were a little off. And it wasn't just necessarily fans criticising him. Hansi Flick, in fact, just in the last game, I believe, before the winter break, he subbed Sané on and he did the old manager trick of subbing him straight off for tactical reasons. So I need re- yeah, exactly. Sané really struggled, but he's been lightning recently. In fact, I don't think Bayern would have beat Borussia Dortmund yesterday or at the weekend when you listen to Oh, completely. Yeah, Sané was electric. Sané and Coleman, Sané and Coleman, I feel, have always been able to switch flanks. But Sané's proficiency on the right flank is something else. When he won the PFA Young Player of the Year award at City, he was largely on the left. Here on the right, he looks like it was home for him. They were surrounded by three Dortmund players, fainted to go ahead a whole step, did a half step, cut it back, and he kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. He had a header that just sailed over the bar, but you're very right. Without Sané, they would have not been able to do it. Serge Gnabry doesn't have that kind of guile on the wings. He's much more attacking and thrusting, um, you know, in the counter-attacking style. But when you've got possession, Leroy Sané... Yeah, especially, I mean, you're hitting on it there. I think... What in the Premier League this season? What's been really frustrating for viewers is seeing a, a, a defense like bunched in there a box and a player struggling to, like a team struggling to break them down. Dortmund were doing that for large parts of the first half yesterday, and it was working until Sane got on the ball and he was just tearing Nico Schultz apart. He was tearing. It was like Zagadou coming over as well. They couldn't get near him. It was really devastating. Touch. But yeah. you touched. You touched on Serge Gnabry there. He's only got seven goals this season, which is still decent, but it's a drop off from last year. Would you start him in the Euros? Um, de- it's it, it's definitely a point to really think about. Um, he's very good for the national team, I think. Like we talked about this with Tom, is that there are certain people who come alive for their national teams, and there's certain people who just stay great club players. It depends on the opposition. Um, you know, I, 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 I in in all honesty, would. However, if he's fit, and this is this comes to like the, the one of the greatest strategies of modern football, when he's fit, Marco Royce is is a kind of player you just love football for. Mm. He is just so good. Obviously, if he's fit, he starts. In my opinion, if he's fit, he starts. I think that's that that should be clear. Um, but it's it's going to be very hard to make that decision. Uh, Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané both know each other very well, and. Uh, I feel like maybe he should start, but who are the other options? Would you have someone like, um, uh, 
I know we 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 touched upon this last time, but like someone like Julian Draxler. Oh, I'm not sure about Draxler. I think he's he's just, he's, he's just too far on the peripheries of PSG. But it's interesting because a Bayern and a Bayern, a Germany and Low, they play. That for anyone who doesn't know, they tend to play a front three, and it's mm. they they don't have a. The only real striker for Germany, it's always been a problem in the 20th century, is after Miroslav Klaus has retired, it's now Luka Vodschmidt at Benfica, who, yeah, and who's rated quite highly by some people, but... but he's not there lo- yet. Sorry? He's not there yet. He's not at Benfica yet? No, no, I'm saying he's not at that level where he should be leading. Oh, yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> I was gonna say, I got it on transfer marks in front of me. I was jeez, don't don't say that, man. But um, uh, no, no, what um, Lowe do, what Lau does is uh, he puts a uh, Nabry up front, and then he's had Werner on the left and Sane on the right oh, against Ukraine, Ukraine and Spain. I think. I mean, this is a nice point to move on. I uh, Werner has struggled recently. But I think he's actually going to be on form in time for the Euros. I think his so teammate Kai Havertz is out of this. I don't think I don't think he's going. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be selected. I I feel I honestly feel like a hardworking winger like Julian Brandt, whose return isn't that good, would still be selected mm. over him. I mean, he was selected over him in the last World Cup over Sane, uh, Julian Brandt. So I think uh, mm. Brandt, Brandt's definitely going. But um. We, as well, Werner isn't the only player who has dropped off, and um, same with Kai Havertz. So both both those Chelsea boys have struggled re- until Tuchel came in, and I mean even now Havertz mm. is still he's barely barely getting a game in. The Leon only Gretz, German who's done well under Tuchel is is Rudiger. Oh yeah, I was good to touch on him. He's been fantastic, <laughs> but I think as up front Germany are having a sort of an issue because I think Sane is the only player and. In goal as well. I mean, to Stegen has been. I, I I don't watch a lot of La Liga. I'm only starting to get into it now. But I remember going through a goalkeeping study recently, and to Stegen was surprisingly average, which is not what I associate with him. Him with. I'm not sure if Barcelona just conceding ridiculous shots. I mean, I can't believe that. It's 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 a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a confluence of defensive errors which are making Ter Stegen look a little worse than he is. I still think he's. I still think he's absolute class. I still think he's absolute class. Should he be replacing uh, uh, Manuel Neuer? Probably not, especially after the season Neuer had last last season with them but, winning the treble. See, this is where I counter because I think Neuer's having a really awkward season. He's committed three errors alone in the Bundesliga: one leading to a goal, one leading to a shot, and one he just conceded a penalty. And every game you watch him, he is capable still of. The masterful performance. If a context, Neuer's been a hero of mine for a long time. I love the man, but he's yeah. he's been quite erratic. I mean, I strike straight back to the game against Leipzig earlier in the Bundesliga season when I believe it was, it was Christian Vincuku ran through on goal and Neuer didn't need to come out and he charged out and easily got rounded. And that's not the only time that sort of thing's happened. And his clearances have been off... This yeah, year and, too, and, and I feel and like he's even though blaming defenders and having his arm up whenever he concedes a goal, yeah, that's that, that that's always something I hate so seeing. I'm a little worried <laughs> for him in the Euros because I can't remember too well, but I'm pretty sure in the World Cup he didn't have the best time at, ever either. So it's gonna be, I mean, the only other option is Burnt Leno, who I guess at Arsenal's not done appallingly, but I'm, I mean, I, in, in in a pinch, I wouldn't mind seeing him. In a pinch, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be that honest at least. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I feel I feel like he deserves a chance to prove himself, right? Yeah, and you know, when you talked about the attacking deficiencies, this also brings me up to the spicy topic that I alluded to before. Um, obviously, people know a lot about Joachim uh, uh, Lowe's decision to you know, permanently take out Jerome Boateng, Mats Hummels, and Thomas Muller from the German national team selection, moving more towards a youthful-look Germany side. And since then... Since he's been dropped by low, Thomas Muller has scored 26 goals, provided 50 assists from a total of 79 appearances across all competitions for Bayern. And he's also won four titles, including the treble since then. Um, now, recently, Loh has said that if push comes to shove, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy uh, to uh, have them back in the team. And... Uh, to the, to the to the absolute delight of the German national team fans, Muller said, I feel like chasing titles in the summer. We'll see if it's the end for me after the Champions League final or whether I will play for the national team. I am definitely ready. And obviously this was before, this was right before the Champions League, but he's now reiterated that sentiment saying, if I'm called, I'll come. No ifs, ands or buts. And you know, when you hear those kind of things, that's the kind of player you want in your national team. At the drop of a hat saying, I'll do whatever is needed. Even if he's on the bench, you know, it, it'll, it'll, give you, it'll, give you, it'll give the players that confidence saying, okay, we're not being able to break them down. I don't know what we can do differently. Or maybe Muller can come on and give us something that we didn't have. And having that kind of weapon at your disposal, even if it's from the bench, is mega. It's just having that personality, especially someone who's been there and won a World Cup and been to different major international tournaments. I mean... Yogi Yo Yo Lowe's done this. I know it's wacky, but I, the nickname's Yogi. I'm going to keep calling him Yogi. Uh, Yogi Yo Lowe's done it before. And uh, when um, uh, Germany won the 2014 World Cup, um, he took an injury prone, a, a player who was literally injured at the time, Sammy Kadira, mm. uh, purely for dressing room purposes. He's openly admitted that. He said he needed Kadira in because he was such an influence on the rest of the team that he knew having him there would help the squad. And I feel like. Muller can have that effect, like you're saying, if he's that ready to come in, to what must be, I mean, we've touched on it, they quite an inconfident side at the moment, Werner's dropping confidence, Havertz is out of confidence, Bayern are doing okay, but I feel like they're going to be shocked in the Champions League, because I don't. Yeah. I think they keep messing up at different times, and after the 6-0 loss to Spain, I think you need someone to come in, I, I, still sure. don't think, I still don't think they've addressed their fullback concerns to the point where I think your show Kimmich might have to play right back again. I still, I still don't find confidence in people. Like, yes, you can say, you know, Robin Hassan's can come into left back, but he's a left wing back and he always does better in a back three. Will that be, will that be something they can do? Probably not. And then you see people like Emre Chan playing, you know, third center back to try and facilitate that. People being whipped out of position. Um, Holstenberg, for his point, has done well. He's not a world beater. He's not someone you look at and say, okay, wow, you know, this, this, this guy is great. We really, uh, we sh he should be the first, first, first name on the team sheet. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's a good point to hit on, actually, about the fullbacks. I almost completely forgot about them. They're so under stocks. I mean, I'm looking at their detailed squad at the moment from uh, their, their last few fixtures. And what's the most... The, the most clear right back and left backs are Philippe Max oh, at PSV and Benjamin Hemricks of RB Leipzig. get PSV, but he's not being tested much. It was a bit, it was quite. Like, that's not necessarily ninety minutes either. That's just playing there. So 
it, it could be it could be Ginter moving to right back or Sula. And I do I tell oh you, oh my what, god, I, Sula please. Ginter right back is what killed <laughs> so killed his Dortmund career. I feel, unfortunately. Yeah, and I feel like if you put Sula at right back, see, um, the biggest shift for um Bayern at the weekend against England was that they had no width. Well, they had width, but they didn't have any overlap. So it was like Sane and Coman would push up, and then Davis and Sula were just kind of sitting back. As providing passing options, and Sula at right back, he's not going to be able to offer that. Yeah, Sula charging so up the field a... just looks wrong. There's there, there's just <laughs> something about it's 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 like if if it's, it's like if Phil Jones took some steroids and it, like prime Phil Jones. That's what it feels like when when I see Nick. It's Lester. like a tree with legs. Exactly, exactly what it is. <laughs> it's just like it's it's, it's oh, a very man. awkward awkward fit at right back. So they could be really under stock there. Who would you start a centre back critic? Let's assume that Hummels and Boateng don't make it back into the team. <laughs> um, honestly, given how he's been playing at Gladbach, and however much it pains me, I think the starting two centre backs should be uh, Antonio Rudiger and Matthijs Ginter, and I'm taking them. I'm taking them over Sula because I'm just not confident with Sula. I don't think he's someone who has command. Like yes, with Neuer behind him, he can do well, but. Because I'm so short of options, I'm probably going to go with Ginter and Rudiger. They're still athletic. I w- I'd probably go Rudiger and Sula, just because I think Sula has got... I- 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 I'm not going to negate your point. He- he's definitely been erratic at times this season. He's been well documented. Look, he doesn't particularly feel even handsy flick with confidence at times. Exactly. Uh, and Ginter has been really, really good. He probably deserves a start. Mm. But I guess, I don't know, I feel like Sula is probably the better player overall. I, 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 especially from an set piece as well, he provides good threat. And Rudiger, I think, definitely has to start. What a player he's been since Tuchel's come back. He's, he's filled he, with confidence. Yeah, this is this is this like prime Roma Rudiger. This is the Rudiger Chelsea bought, and he's keeping he's keeping he's keeping the likes of Zuma. Uh, he's he's keeping ahead of the likes of Zuma and Christensen, and maybe even Aspilicueta in defense. It's like Rudiger is the first name on the defensive list for Chelsea. I know they keep um, flip flopping around their uh, right backs and left backs. I know Kepa's also played in goal, but Rudiger's been that constant. Rudiger started every game it. under Tuchel. Yeah, I think it's. I think, and he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to head into your other spicy, spicy topic then to nearly finish <laughs> off about uh, the the manager? Because obviously, Yogi Lo looks like well, he is going to be in charge for this summer's Euros, but they're in the grip yeah. of death, and it exactly. could fall apart after that. And I think Germany do. I think Germany realise they need a change anyway. This is editor Alex here, and uh, amazingly enough, me and Rittick managed to call Yergi Lowe being announced to be leaving at the end of, uh, well, the Euros. It's just come out uh, the day I'm editing this, the day before it's meant to go up. So, um, yeah, if that's not worth a, sub- a subscription or a follow, um, I don't really know what else is. Uh, anyway, back to, the, back, back to Rittick's proposal of who will take over as the Germany manager after Euro 2021. Oh, I think you I have think a pro- the, 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 purveying, the purveying sentiment has been that this is Lowe's last tournament. We're not going to replace Lowe after the 6-0 victory because we're so close to the Euros. I mean, 6-0 defeat, sorry. We're so close to the Euros, it doesn't make sense. And <laughs> with one manager doing bad, there's another German manager who might be reaching a crossroads of his destiny, and that's Jurgen Klopp, a man long rumored to be with the German job. And it 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 just... it. It feels like he might be the kind of manager they need. 
yes, Liverpool aren't doing well right now because of their injuries. But I don't think he's tactically adapted to that. And whenever I see Klopp right now, he's he's a tired man. He he is pretty tired. Like being in England, what five six? This is a sixth season in England, I believe. Yeah, I think he's he joined it in takes twenty. It, it takes it. 15. Yeah, about 2014 or 2015. First 2014. I mean, yeah, so being there that long, and you could say that he has nothing left to prove. Yes, he hasn't won FA Cup or League Cup, but, you know, that's not really barometer of success. Yeah, he won, he won a brilliant, brilliant Premier League campaign. He won the Champions League. He reached the final of the Champions League. He reached the final of the Europa League. He reached the final of a League Cup. No one cares about that. I yeah. don't think he has much more to do. The The best thing would have been to retain the Premier League, but I don't think Klopp has it in him to, you know, go one more season. I was looking at a picture of Jurgen Klopp when he first came in, you know, with a little bit of the mop of hair where you could see his blonde and he was a clean shaver and his teeth weren't that good. Now his teeth are better. He's got these transparent glasses, but he's sporting this salt and pepper beard and this expression of forlorn, this long look of how much can I keep doing this? And, you know, he, he's, he's come out and said, I'm still with Liverpool. And we have to respect that. We have to respect Jurgen Klopp's choice of wanting to stay where he is right now because he's Liverpool's man. And despite the minority of Klopp out fans that are there, it's like Liverpool, the Liverpool project is still his. He's built this team. Who knows what could happen if he leaves? That's, that, that's the fear. That's the fear. And he could join the national team. And I think he would do really well with the national team. Uh, you know, he's been coached, he's coached in Mainz, coached in um, uh, Dortmund. He's beaten Dortmund. He's beaten Bayern Munich as a Liverpool manager. He beat Dortmund in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. And he beat Bayern in the uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League. In what I consider that Liverpool team, the one that won the Champions League, is a team that I think is even better than the one that won the Premier League. Because the way they decimated Bayern Munich, and that 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 that's been Klopp's specialty. He he's he's when the when the when the when the decision comes to it, if he has those fit players, you know, he can he can make the absolute most of it. And with the German national team, you know, he could have a lot more players to call up on. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to you know be fallen by like one or two big injuries. There are lots of great German players coming up, and I think he's the kind of man who should lead him over. But moving from Klopp, the one place I want to end it with is this is my far left field shout as to who should take over the German national team. I don't think it'll happen, but I think Ralph Ragnick <laughs> could be fantastic. If Ralph Ragnick comes in, that's like... I mean, I think all neutrals want to see that. It's just the level... Of, I don't think I don't think Ragnick could do it. I, I actually think... I mean, Ralph Ragnick, he would be perfect. He'd be a perfect manager, just in terms of he would be revolutionary as always everywhere he goes he always gets results but he's he's been made it he's made it clear that it isn't a criticism to say he wants full control that's why he's all that's why uh yeah Arby's that be controlled leipzig and salzburg and everything i think his ideal thing which is why the national team makes sense <laughs> what i think his ideal thing is um taking over as uh, national team director from oliver bierhoff bierhoff's been in the role since 2004 with yoki low I, I think at least. Yeah, he's been there too yeah. long. I, I think if, long. if Germans really want to switch up, Ralph Ragnick as that German national team director, who, who can have that overarching control over things like academies, etc., and bringing in Klopp as manager, that would be what you need. Just to, just to hit on Klopp, because I think I think with Klopp, you were touching like what else has he got to prove. I, 
I don't think there's any other team in, in the world that he would go... To, like, that. there's many teams in the world he could go to. I can't see him going to PSG. I can't see him going to any other team in England or Germany. I don't see him going to Italy. No one will give him that control. It, his, 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 his move to... His move to um... AC Milan completely fell through. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Ragnar Rag, But I mean, about Klopp, it was just. I, th- I think the only moves Klopp would do, other than the national team, I, th- I think if Jurgen Klopp was offered Real Madrid or Barca, he'd take that. I think that's the only thing that would be yeah. that would be is attractive because I think at his age, and he, it, this is his time to come in. He's got the reputation built up, so he can come into the national team and prove it. But yeah, I know what you mean about Ralph Ragnick. Um, if he, he fell through. You just see a Salzburg, what he start, the project he started at Salzburg. It's there are six managers, I believe, or seven managers who were affiliated in one way or the other, including Hansi Flick, who started his managerial, his solo managerial journey at Salzburg. And of, of course, he was, you know, Lur's understudy, and then he came to Bayern Munich. But so much of German. Of the of the modern German game, I'd even go to say Klopp's game right now by is Ralph influenced yeah, in yeah, some is. way it's, 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 by Ralf Ragnick. He's revolutionary, and the thing is, he's gonna he, he's he's gonna start another revolution. Who's I think I think he should come in as national director. But I think that kind of hits it off. I mean, you've done the intro, Rick. Would you like to do the outro too? It's a double deal. You've got to do it. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> well. It- if you made it this far, thank you so much. Um, you know, Alex and I are putting out these videos once, a, uh, once or t- like twice or thrice a month now. Alex, is that how fast we're going? Oh, we go four, four times a month. Going every four week. times a month. <laughs> we're gonna have more guests. We're gonna have more content. Maybe have some more sound effects. Who knows? Um, we'd love to keep. <laughs> we'd love to keep having you on. Uh, but from there, it's a bye from me and a bye from me. Thank you so much. <laughs>